Um, we're excited about this series, man. I've been just so pumped up about getting to this series um, for, for us as a church. And, and this series is going to run us through Easter and hopefully it helps you grow. And it's simply entitled this, The Blueprint. Somebody say Blueprint. All right, uh, and I'm not talking about the album Jay-Z wrote, okay? Uh, <laughs> the blueprint. We're talking about the blueprint. And, and in this series, we're going to uh, dive into the concept of man from the very beginning to the finished work of God's idea, all right? So the concept of man from the very beginning to the finished work to where we can get back to the ideal man that God created us to be. And I don't know about you, but I want to get back to who God created us to be. And so we're going to navigate through that and walk through that. So I want to start off from the beginning, the Genesis. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 through 28. If you don't have your Bibles, um, shame on you. You can borrow mine. But if you just want to be cool, it'll be on the screens, okay? So Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 through 28, it says this, Then God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, and all the wild animals on the earth, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image God created them, male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and govern it and govern it. Reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and the animals that scurry along the ground. This is what is known, the Genesis story. It's the first book in the Bible. Those of you who's turning your Bible, if you could not find it, uh, it's the first book in the Bible, not Revelations. Be like, but my Bible starts with Psalms. You stole it from the hotel room. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but now, uh, and so it, it's the genesis of the, the Bible. And he talks about creating man. And, and this is a very uh, beautiful picture of how much God thought about us. And there's so much to unpack in this. But I want to start with a story. And uh, I think it was 20, uh, the 2014. In 2014, uh, I was pastoring a church in Donaldsonville, Louisiana. Trevor, you can remember this. Uh, and while we were pastoring there, we were in this uh, building in what they call back of town. I never knew it was back of town, but it's back of town. Just one word, back of town. Don't say back of town. They'll know you're not from there. So it was back of town. And we were back of town and uh, in this old ice house that we had converted to a men's home and also a church. And so we were in this building and, and we went out there and the church was uh, about uh, a little smaller than this and uh, in attendance and, and uh, a lot smaller than this in attendance. And, and within a few months, it ballooned to over 200 people. And we were trying to stuff these people in this little small room that we were sitting people on the stage while I was preaching. And, uh, and then it just kept growing and kept growing and kept growing and kept growing. And the Lord spoke to me that we needed to purchase a, uh, a bigger facility. And um, there was a school across town, an old middle school that sit on uh, six city blocks, which is 10 acres. And uh, man, we walked up on a large was going to get it without paying for it. And of, of course, we, we got it without paying for it. But it needed some renovations. 
It was an existing building that had been dormant, that had been sitting there, and it lost the luster of its original uh, design and creation. And so it, it would be what you would call dilapidated. And so uh, we looked at this facility and, and we thought about it, Trevor, and we were thinking about this building. We were like, okay, to make it occupiable, we have to, uh, f- you know, renovate, renovate, right, Barbara? We renovate, we go in and the existing structure, we make it better. But we could not renovate the building without first getting the original blueprints. We could not know what it could be until we knew what it was originally supposed to be. And so that's what we're going to do during this series. And when God originally made all of creation, he made man perfect. All right. I'm giving you the original blueprint. He made man perfect. Man was also made perfect and was privileged to walk with God daily. He created this perfect environment called Eden and he created it first. So if this was a leadership class, I would like sometimes as a leader in your business, all my business owners, those of you who do things, you cannot have a successful business environment or a family environment if you do not cultivate the environment for the family to live in or the business to thrive in. So that's why systems are important. Things are very important before you start growing business. And so he made them perfect and put them in a perfect environment. So I want to investigate the original design of man and God's creation. Uh, Old Christian doctrine says this. This is a statement. We were created to enjoy God's presence and glorify his name in the earth. We were created to do what? glorify God's presence and I mean enjoy God's presence and glorify his name where so I know one glad morning when this life is over we'll all fly away you know I I know that that's going to happen but while we're in the earth we're meant to enjoy his presence and glorify his name that is the simple gospel We can enjoy the presence of God no matter where we are, no matter what situation we're in. God is with us. Jesus even promised. He said, I'll be with you low even until the ends of the earth. We cannot escape the presence of God. He is all around us. He is in everything we do. Colossians, Paul writes, he said, he is in all things. He is before all things. It is him that holds all things together. And so God is there. So my question to you is this, and I want you to dream with me because this is how I think. Welcome into the mind of a maniac. Uh, This is how I think. Those of you watching online, how would you like to spend time with God every day, all day? Like just walking with him. What's up, God? How you doing? Welcome. Your alarm clock is his voice. How would you enjoy just every morning the breath of fresh air called the Ruah, the the Spirit of God is just there with you? Who wants that? Who wants that? Come on, if you're online, put it in the chat. Put the praise hands. You know, the praise hands, not the poop emoji, the praise hands, all right? And so I want that. I I need that presence of God. What if I told you you can't have that? It was his original design, therefore, it is one of the benefits of being his children. Yeah. 
It's to have the beauty of his presence daily. I, I love the way God begins to spell out because number one, he spoke into existence the perfect place for man. He spoke it. He said, let there be light. And then let there be the lesser light. And they separated and then he called it day and night. And then God spoke again. And he said, let the waters begin to move away from the firmament. And then the waters left the sky and went down. And then he told the waters to get it. You know, that's the old movie. Y'all remember the old movie? Am I dating myself? <laughs> Y'all know Jesus Christ superstar. I, I, I know Charleston Heston. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then he told the waters to get away from the land. And they went back and, you know, and the waters began to separate. And then we had land and then we had the sea. And God spoke everything into existence. But when it came to man, he had an idea that he spoke but he had an action that he accomplished because he loved you so much. He said, I'm going to speak the tree. I'm going to speak the sky. I'm going to speak the water. I'm going to speak the fish. I'm going to speak the livestock, but I'm going to make man. He personally put his hands on you. Some people want to touch from God and God already touched you. You just have to remember that he touched you and remind the enemy that you are already touched. Come on. You're already favored. You're already blessed by God from the very beginning. And our God desires to spend time with you. You don't aggravate him. I'll say that to this side. You don't aggravate God. He desires every moment you say, Father, God, I need you. Holy Spirit, I need you. He's not accurate. I believe, I believe, and this is just my expressive imagination. I believe he leans forward every time we call on him. Whether it's one time, two times, three times. They had a joke. Uh, we were talking, I think my son, uh, what they were talking about. PJ, do you talk to God? In the, did you talk to God today? Because uh, he, was, he was having a rough time with something. And he was like, yeah, I do. Do you, do you talk to him all the time? Yeah, in the morning. I thought it was only supposed to be once a day. You know, I, I told him, hello. Went on with my day, you know. <laughs> but we are constantly, I'm walking and constantly talking to God. Now, does he talk back all the time? Not all the time. But most of the time, it's just about me just expressing myself to him. He's a good listener. Yes, he is. <laughs> He's a good listener. He's an active listener. John 16, uh, 23 through 24 says this. This is what I want you to do. Ask the Father whatever is keeping, is, ask the Father whatever is in keeping with things I've revealed to you. He says this. Ask in my name according to my will and he'll most certainly give it to you. Your joy will be a river overflowing the banks. I love that. Your joy will be a river overflowing its banks. Jesus is describing this relationship, this, this interpersonal relationship that we have with the Father. 
I, I don't think, if I don't know you, and you come up and ask me for something, like, who this? I don't know you like that. You know, like, I, I really don't know you like that. Don't, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. Let's get to know each other first before you ask for $100. Come on, let's take me on a date or something. I <laughs> y'all laughing. But y'all know it's true. There has to be some personal intertwinement of our lives for you to ask anything. Notice he said, anything in my name. Ask anything in my name. It was because it's so personal. And he, he, he laid it out. He said, my will, in my will. How do you know someone's will if you don't have a relationship? God's original design was for you to lay your head on his heart and hear the way his heart beats. But we come to Genesis chapter 3 where the fall of man takes place and that, that congruency was disrupted because no sin can glory in the presence of a holy God. And because he is a just God, he had to create a barrier between himself and the sinful nature of man. Do you understand? So why does bad things happen in the earth? Why is there wars? Why is there sickness? Why is all these things? It had nothing to do with God. It had everything to do with man. Can I get amen? Amen. If I was at a funeral, I'll say, stop blaming God. Stop lying, talking about God needed him more. No, the world is corrupt, so death is in the world. Come on, that's not God's nature. Can I get amen? amen? You see, sin wasn't a part of God's original design for creation. When sin entered the world, pain and suffering accompanied it. When sin came, pain and suffering accompanied it. It also caused separation from the Father. Sin caused pain and suffering and death and all these atrocities that we suffer in our generation. And that was because sin entered into the earth through one man. And when it entered into the earth, the the devil, all he needed was that one crack. And that crack, he stepped, he kicked the door wide open and just entered right in and began to implement his scheme. John 10, 10, steal, kill, destroy. To implement and scream. I was talking to a good friend of mine in the volleyball game yesterday, uh, Coach Doeys, and uh, he had heart failure and, um, not too long ago. And he was at the volleyball game, and he said, he said this. He said, the enemy was just trying to do his job, steal, kill, and destroy, but he forgot the B-clause of it, that I have life and that more abundantly. Come on, if I was in a real church, I would have lost y'all mind right there. Because the enemy has attacked you, and remember, you have to remind him of your original design. My original design is not to walk around sick. My original design is not to be an addict. My original design is not to be heartbroken. My original design is not to be depressed. My original design is not to feel lonely. My original design is not to walk around feeling like no one loves me in this entire world. But my original design is to know that my father has my back and nothing shall separate me from the love of my father. 
that's the original design. <clears throat> the enemy's going to do his job. I love this. This is a quote that I found in uh, talking about the design. It says, when we lose knowledge of the creator, we lose the concept of the design. When we lose the concept of the design, we undermine the discovery of purpose. When we undermine the discovery of our purpose, we remove the conviction of accountability. When we remove the conviction of accountability, we undermine the fear of God. And the Bible says the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. Let me say that again. When we lose the knowledge of the creator, we lose the concept of our original design. That's why the world is contending for your attention to help you forget that you were created by the creator, El El Yom. That you were created by the possessor of the heavens and the earth and you were designed in the image of God Almighty. All shades of color, all shapes and sizes. We all look like an expression of our father and the enemy wants you to lose the concept of your original design so you can lose the conviction of accountability. That's why people don't want to be a part of the Christian body anymore. They use COVID as an excuse. So they can't have accountability to live a life that helps them break free from the turmoils and the shackles of sin. Sin. I know that the Bible says this. The Bible says this. Can I, let me help you with your theology here. You know, the Bible says if you say you are without sin, you'll lie and the truth is not in you. The Bible also declares that we were all born in sin and shaped in iniquity. Look at your neighbor and say, I know. Come on, you know. You, you, you look good because you got dressed this morning, but you were born in sin. Your sin may be different than mine, <laughs> but you got it. But that's why the scriptures say, Unless you are born again. Oh, I'm teaching so good this morning. I'm helping myself. I'm going to get free by the end of this. I'm just letting y'all know. Online, if I take out running, it's all right. The cameras will follow me. Just follow me. I needed this. Because I forget too. I tell all my communicators, never preach above where you are. I don't preach above where I preach what I'm walking through. Because sometimes I forget that I'm divinely created, the Imago Dei, the image of God. I forget that I'm like my father. Come on. Are you with me or am I by myself? Ecclesiastes 12, 13 says this. The conclusion, conclusion, this is Solomon writing. The conclusion, when all has been heard, is fear God and keep his commandments because this applies to who? Every to who? Every we all should fear God. And this word fear here isn't, a, a, oh God, God is coming. It is, oh my God, God is coming. Let me, let me, you know, we were supposed to have some company over some pastor friends that we mentor and they were supposed to come to our house today, but we were at a volleyball game yesterday. And so I love them and I care about them 
and I fear, I, I want them to respect us, and our house ain't the best right now. And so I called my wife. I said, tell them we're coming to their house. Some of us try to do that to the Lord. Don't come to my house, Lord. Don't Wait. Wait, Lord. Wait. Sweep it under the rug. Sweep it under the rug. <laughs> but God said, I'll take you that way. Take you the way you are. And so that's the conclusion of things. God spoke everything in his existence, but he made man with his own hand specifically in his likeness. Genesis 5, 1 through 2. This is a reiteration of what happened in verse, in verse 26 of chapter 1. It says this. This is the book of the generations of Adam. In the day when God created man, he made man in the likeness of God. He created them male and female. He blessed them and named them man in the day when they were created. He made them in his likeness. Um, We are made in the likeness of God, which means we have God characteristics about us. And so that's why we can't subject our physical bodies to just everything because we carry the likeness of God on the inside of us. And we have to be extremely cautious and extremely careful on how we represent or misrepresent the Father. And so you look like God. You think you're hiding in this uh, auditorium, this worship space. But there is someone that know where you are right now, knowing the word that you're listening to. And then when you leave from here, they're looking for some of God in you. I'll say that again. On your job, they're trying to find God. There are people wandering around in our culture. Uh, let, let's just let's just do a little math here. In the greater Baton Rouge area, the population is right at 1.2 million, something like that. Uh, I've, I've calculated, and all the church attendance on Sunday morning, only about 150,000 to 200,000 people attend church out of a million. Out of a million. The rest of them are looking for truth and they can't find the truth because too many of us are being fake. (laughs) Just say ouch. And we're not letting our light shine before men that they glorify our Father which is in heaven. Remember, it's not your light. It's the sun shining through you that they see. But what we try to do is we try to cap that sun when we walk out these doors. Because I don't want nobody to know where I've been. But can I tell you something? You cannot be in the presence of God and leave without residue. They know where you've been and that's why they're calling people hypocrites behind their back. Oh, y'all going to love me when I'm finished. Y'all, this is just part one of this series. It's part one. We're going to go. We, we're going with it. So being, here it is. Let me give you five things real quick. Five things real quick. Five things. Five things. Being designed in the likeness of God means, here, here's number one. Number one means we are worthy of being honored and respected. I don't know who you are in here. But you feel undeserving of honor. 
Whenever I send birthday texts, I don't like the text. I like doing videos and sending to people for their birthday. And I always say, you are deserving of every adulation that you receive via social media, via text, and via call. You are worthy of that honor that they're giving you. I do that to everyone for their birthday. I'll tell them that, and I'll text them that for their birthday. Why? Because some people don't know their worth. Because they don't know what they were created from. If I break a piece off a diamond... The piece that I broke off is still a because it was a first a part of a <laughs> so if I take you and put God's breath in you call his spirit you therefore are the likeness of God because you came from and we have to be reminded that we do need respect and honor. You deserve to be respected and honored. Uh, can, can I stop and just minister right quick? Um, I, I know you were hurt and broken when you were young and when you were coming through grade school, they told you you weren't smart enough. They told you you were not athletic enough. They, they tell you that you, you're, you're not charismatic enough to preach or sing or, or do things like this. And you begin to accept a false reality that other people put on you. But I'm here. The word of God tells you that you are a chosen person. You were chosen by God. You are more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. You are healed in the name of Jesus. You are blessed in the field, blessed in the city, blessed when you come, blessed when you go. Come on, anybody here with me? You have the joy of the Lord on the inside of you. So when people try to disrespect you, you can step up, hold your head high. I tell my kids this all the time. Hold your head high and push your shoulders back because you're a child of a king. You're worthy of this. Come on, say, I, I'm worthy of being honored and respected. Number two, the design and the image of likeness of God. No one can curse what God has promised. Some of you have dropped promises because people told you you could never do it. You drop promises. God has no rival. He has no equal. <laughs> he doesn't. So when he speaks, nothing can hinder the promises of God. Isaiah 55, 11 says this. It is the same with my word. I send it out and it always. God is the one to shoot 100% from the free throw line. He ain't missing. You, you sitting there waiting. I'm just waiting on my turn. You miss, I get a shot. And God's like, I don't miss. Everything I put up goes in. Come on. I win championships every time I step on the court of your life. And he says, he sent it out and it always produced fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to. And it will prosper where? I sent it. Don't you know he, it will prosper? If you have a word from God, I don't care where you go, North Baton Rouge, South Baton Rouge, you can go to Antarctica, uh, wherever you want to go. It doesn't matter where you go. When you have a promise of God on your life, it will prosper everywhere. Yes. Somebody shout everywhere. everywhere. Come on, somebody shout everywhere. everywhere. 
Come on, put that in the chat. Everywhere, everywhere. Some of you need to just start texting people. Everywhere I go, will be blessed. Tell your coworkers, y'all better get ready for a rude awakening when I show up tomorrow, Monday, because everybody in here getting blessed because God have a promise on my life and he can't bless me without blessing you. That's just the way it goes. You're fruitful. You're, you're fruitful. He told them in the beginning, be fruitful and multiply. That was the original design of man to continue to multiply and be fruitful. That's why I have a problem with empty seats in church. Don't be mad at me. I love you. When I see empty seats, I see fruit that didn't sprout. (laughs) I'm everywhere. I'm in Biloxi, Mississippi, Mississippi inviting people to anchor. It ain't but two hours. <laughs> Boy, y'all scared. Y'all scared. Y'all don't want to see the kingdom expand. Come on, am I the only one crazy enough to believe that the kingdom of God should constantly be expanding? That's our original design. He said, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. Last, I just gave you some stats, real stats about how many people are out there waiting to be witnessed to, waiting to see the truth of the word. And we got empty seats. We're not breaking the internet. Last time I checked this anchor chapel and there's hope for every soul. We ain't running out. (laughs) We got enough hope for everybody. Look under your chairs, everyone, right now. We put an envelope under there. And uh, in that envelope, I'm just playing. (laughs) Joe. Boy, y'all ain't never seen Anchor Chapel get that excited before, boy. They was like, oh, Jesus, hallelujah. (laughs) Pastor heard from the Lord. (laughs) This is how we kick off the Easter season. (laughs) Boy, y'all, it was like, for real? Little old me? Come on up, team. Come back, come back, come back. The people online was like, God, dog it, I knew I should have went to church. She went there. He got stuff under their seats. But that's all right, Anchor Online family. If you look under your sofa right now, <laughs> Kevin snuck in your house last night. A special envelope just for you. <laughs> Number one. You're worthy of being honored and respected. Number two, no one could curse what God promised. Number three, we can live a life in right standing with God. Who's ever messed up in here before? Who messed up yesterday? Who messed up on your way to church? (laughs) All y'all fake perfect people in here. (laughs) Oh, mm, I can't think of anything I've done wrong. Oh, God. You messed up. Romans 6.18 says this. Now you are free from your slavery to sin. And you have become slaves to righteous living.
after this message, a lot of you are going to start really doing self-examinations about are you really living out the true design for your life? And when you mess up, God, I, y'all, I find a message in everything. So our volleyball team, one of our players were not there yesterday, and one of the young ladies had to play out of position. And she was playing out of position, and she was beating herself up with every mistake that she made. Like, she was making mistakes, but th- she's never played this position before. And she stepped up to the plate as a leader and say, you know what, don't worry about it, guys. I know this person's not here. I'm going to play this position. She stepped up and she was making mistake after mistake after mistake after mistake. And they lost their first game by two points, the first set, and then what, two, the second set. And so that, that's, that's game, match game. And so all she was walking off, and I seen her walking off. She had her head down, and she was just, I'm so stupid. I'm just so stupid. I can't, I can't. And, I, and her parents was with her, and I said, hey, can I talk to your daughter? I was like, yeah, and I walked up to her. I said, no. I said, the fact that you were willing to step up, you're covered. And I said, as a matter of fact, and I went good. They had a microphone in this big convention center. I went grab a mic and I said, I'm going to sing a song of your victory right now. And I started just, you know, telling her that, hey, look, you're all right. You're covered. You're good. And that's me doing that to you this morning. They gave me a microphone for me to tell you that you're all right. Stop beating yourself up. I'm stupid. I don't know why I did that. I'm just so dumb. And I'm here to tell you that the blood of Jesus covered that too. The sacrifice that we're going to talk about on Easter, that, that's, the, that's the beauty of Passover. That there was nothing, no nothing can separate you from the love of God. You're all right. You're walking in the righteousness of the Father. You're living in his righteousness. You can live in right standing. We are no longer slaves to sin. But we are slaves of God. That word slave just simply means willing servants. We're willing servants of the Most High God. Number four, we can walk in the authority of the Father. Verse 24 of John tells us we can ask anything in the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus is like the badge that the police wear. The badge just identifies that they are functioning under the authority of someone higher. They're, they're representing something more. And, and so you have authority. When you say, the, when you move in the name of Jesus, when I say the name of Jesus, I'm talking about his, 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 his attributes, character, and attitude. When you move with the name of Jesus, you have authority that when you say that name, demons tremble. When you say that name, sickness has to flee. When you say that name, depression has to go. When you say that name, joy begins to fill your soul. When you say that name, creative ideas come into your mind. And now you're beginning to change cultures and generations and communities and neighborhoods and countries. And now people's hearts begin to change. That's why they're trying to silence the name of Jesus. Because they know if I can just call on the name of Jesus everything changes who believes that who believes that and the last one is this I can be assured to be with him for eternity oh come on isn't that good 
that when I walk in the likeness of God, I can assure it to be. The original design was never for us to be on the outside looking in. The original design was for us to be in the presence of God forever. Remember, we were created to enjoy the presence of God and glorify his name in the earth. That's what we were created to do. And so the original design in in the Garden of Eden before he shut it up and put an angel in front of it with a sword protecting that place. The original design was for us to hang out with them in the perfect place forever. And Jesus came and gave us that promise that we'll be able to do that again. And we can do it because he lives on the inside of us. He lives on the inside of us. And now we can talk to him. We can have communion with him. We can have fellowship with him forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Amen. I read the end of the book. We're going to get a chance to spend time with the father like the original Adam. Come on. Through one man sin entered the earth, through another man salvation came. And that man's name is Jesus. And so we have that opportunity. So I leave you with this. Don't accept the issues of life as normal, but press into the purpose of the creator. Get up and become the person you were created to be. That's your design. In the blueprint, that's your original design. It's for you to walk in the fullness of what God purposed you to be. He created you to be. The blueprint is this. Man, you, you, you can have it all that God said he wants you to have. If you would just pick up this word and read what it says about you, your life will be changed radically forever. Can everyone stand to your feet right now? Because Jesus was the word of the original design, through him we became like the original design. John 1.1, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God. Skip down, the word was made flesh, dwelled among us, and we beheld him. The one true, only son of God. And that's who we are. So when we hear the word, our lives change forever. Who wants to go back? the original design who wants to be like God created him to be amen Colossians 310 well then this put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him put on your new nature don't leave here you may have came the way that you are but don't leave the way that you came I came in one way but I'm leaving another Come on. Who's with me? I came in depressed, but I'm leaving with joy. I came in hopeless, but I'm leaving with hope. I came in, I came in feeling fractured and my relationship's fractured, but my relationship is whole. I came in away from God, but I'm making a decision to be close to God. I came in without a smile on my face, but that frown has turned upside down. And now I have a smile on my face. Come on, I came in. Y'all know what I'm talking about. This is the original design of man. This is the original design. So I want to pray for you right now. Those of you online, I want you to hear me. Every head bowed and every eye closed. You may not know Jesus. The word from the beginning. 
But this is your moment. This is your moment. It's your moment. You may have known them and you said, you know what? Forget this. I don't want to do this. And you walked away. This is your moment to walk back. And come back to the open arms of the Father. He's waiting for you. He's waiting for you to come back. If you're watching online, I know you feel this prayer. When or where doesn't matter when you're watching, but this is your moment right now. And I want to pray for you. And after I pray, if you prayed this prayer for the first time, there's a res- you could go online and let us know th- your decision through our Connect card and let us know what you decide. But man, we're building momentum. We're building momentum. I believe everything changed. This Easter, everything changes. <laughs> I felt that in my spirit. Everything changes. Everything changes. Your family changes. Come on. Everything changes. And it starts right now because God sits outside of time. So he's already on Passover Sunday. <laughs> Y'all minds can't think they're like that. Huh? He's already there. He's just waiting on you to get it. So some of you may experience everything changes today. Some of us, we're just waiting for that moment in the earth. Amen. So come on, let me just lift your hands to the Father. Let me pray for you. Father, I pray. God, that we'll put on this new nature. Compassion, gentleness, peace, long-suffering, hope, joy, and the Holy Spirit. Father, I pray, God, that today that we'll leave with joy in our heart, clapping in our hands, smiles on our face. God, that we'll know that we are Imago Dei, the likeness of you, God. When we go back into our work environments, no matter how aggravated we may feel about it, let us bring joy into that environment. When we go back to our families, God, let us bring hope to our families. Let us bring hope to our community. Let us bring hope to the shopping centers. Let us bring hope, God, in this season. The hope that we know who we are. And and we are who you say we are. I am that I say that I am. God, let us have that about us. And God, I pray for those who are far from you. Let them return unto you. Let them call you Lord and Savior. And let them know that they are saved in Jesus Christ's name. And come on, if you have joy in your heart, put those hands together for the Father and give them a big shout of praise. Thank you for joining us for this message. If you'd like to learn more about Anchor Chapel or support our ministries, you can visit anchorchapel.com or follow us on social media at Anchor Chapel. Have a great week.